Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Monday morning. I'm sure everybody had uh, just so excited to have Monday come upon us once again. So I think not. Uh, if you're like me, uh, dread Mondays, I dread getting up early and dread starting another week. But hey, praise God that he's given us another day and uh, we use it for his glory. I think the weekend's so short. I just feel like we blink and the weekend is over. Just uh, is it fair? We have to get back to adulting and i don't know about you i don't like adulting <laughs> it's not fun i miss the good old days i tell you and it's amazing to hear my daughter's going to graduate high school and uh you know it seemed like it just yesterday i graduated high school and we just didn't realize how good we had it you know we couldn't wait to grow up we couldn't wait to go to college and i tell you what it'd be nice to go back and not have any responsibilities and just do what you wanted to and hanging out with your buddies and having fun and uh, uh, we should have appreciated it a little more and uh, too bad that youth is wasted on the young you know I wish I could go back in time and do things better and smarter and not do so many stupid things that I've done if I go back in time I would beat the crap out of myself <laughs> for the stupid stuff I have done so Let's see all we got watching this morning. We got Miss Amy Oaks Turner, Tracy Little, Rusty Poss, Jennifer Honeycutt, Darlene Barker, Brandy Boyd Young. So appreciate all you people tuning in to the devotion this morning. Well, let's go ahead and let's do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all a few years back uh, i was trying to start a ministry in uh we'd hand out water and, and uh tracks and things uh to uh, in area races or was like 5Ks, you know, and uh, uh, local races and uh, charity events. Because I, I love running. I've always something I've always enjoyed doing. So I thought it might be a good ministry to hand out water and such. And it, it, a lot of people seem to enjoy it. Hey, it kind of faded out. But uh, I remember in Unicoi, uh, I was doing that. And they asked me to do the Pledge of Allegiance. And I promise you, my mind went completely blank. I thought, oh, no, I was scared to death. I had to get my phone out, go back over the Pledge of Allegiance, and then when I got up there, I still had to think about it. I tell you, I was so embarrassed, I don't know what happened. I don't know, I guess maybe I just got nervous, uh, but it, uh, but if I got a little freaked out. I thought, man, it'd be horrible to get up there and get the Pledge of Allegiance, you know. It's pretty bad, but, uh, uh, you know, I was so surprised that uh, our border crisis, uh, they said they got more Haitians coming in because uh, they just walk across the border now I mean it's like I said it, w it went from over 4,000 a day to 15,000 a day and uh, it's uh, uh, you know if this uh, vaccine uh, that's being forced and pushed on people like I said I've had it but I don't think anybody should be forced to take it but if it is such a concern why aren't these uh, illegal immigrants being forced to take the vaccine? See, it just goes back to telling me this is just a political agenda. I think the virus is real. Evidence of uh, those just in our own church who have died from it. So I do believe the virus is real. But I don't think we should be forced to, to have to do something And uh, when they're not doing anything to secure our own borders. But you know, something that's really been bothering me is this little uh, girl, uh, Petito, uh, was her last, Gabby Petito. They've just found her remains, and it's, I guess, because as a father, it's really, it's really bothered me. It really has. Uh, you see these pictures, this bright, young 
intelligent lady and uh and now she's this scumbag killed her and i hope they find him you know he's probably such a coward he'll probably kill himself where they get him but uh i hope justice is served i told you before I, as a father uh, as soon as he come back into town uh, without if it'd been my daughter they 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 probably would, they would have found him, but uh, he would have been barely alive. I was being honest with you. That might not be the Christian attitude, and but as a father, somebody uh, muckied my kid, I I'll go to jail for him. I would think twice about it. So that's what I've told my daughter's uh, boyfriend. I said, you ever lay a hand on her, I'll start a prison ministry. It don't make no difference to me, you know. But uh, I hate it, though. But hey, pray for this family. I, I it's, like I said, it's on the news all over the news this morning. They found this girl's remains, and I, I couldn't imagine what they're going through. So, really need to be praying for this family. It's a tragic situation. I hate it. I really do. We live in such a wicked, evil world. We really do. It's it's sad. But uh, well, let's go and look at our verse of discussion this morning. We're going to look at Second Peter chapter three, verses three through four. So, if you have your Bibles handy, and uh, I would uh, recommend you maybe looking this up and highlighting it, underlining it if you haven't already. And uh, so, let's read this here. It says, "I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come, mocking the truth and following their own desires. They will say, what happened to the promise?" that Jesus is coming again. You know, we live in a in a day and a time where we want everything to be instantaneous. You know, there's nothing more aggravating than having to wait. I am not a patient person, so I don't like to wait. And uh, particularly when you're hungry, you know, in other words, when you're at a restaurant and you're hungry, you want your food, and every time something comes to the window, you're looking, is that mine? Is that my food? You know, and, uh, or you think somebody come in after you, well, where are they getting their food before me? You know, uh, or when I was flying back and forth to Indiana working on my doctoral studies, and, uh, you know, those aggravating would be flight delays. That's why I hate Delta with a passion because, like, every single time I had to fly out or fly back home, uh, Delta had a delay or some mechanical issue, which really makes you nervous, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, we have microwaves and, uh, heck, uh, uh, you know, people don't even wait to marriage to have sex anymore, uh, and, uh, it just, everybody wants what they want when they want it right then, there's no, no patience at all, uh, with anything, but, you know, when you look out throughout history, I mean, you look at Noah, over a hundred years, uh, he was waiting, uh, you know, building the ark, and, waiting on the flood. You're talking about scoffers. You're talking about people making fun and giving him a hard time. You can imagine he's probably out in the middle of a desert building this ark, talking about a flood, and 100 years go by. And I'm sure there's times he's wondering, uh, am I uh, doing the right thing? Am I, is this, uh, you know, is, did I really hear the Lord right, you know? Uh, you know, you look at, uh, was it Abraham and Sarah, 25 years before they had a child, 400 years for the, the uh, promise to Abraham would come through. Uh, you know, see so see how, uh, you know, but then again, we look at how time is relevant uh, to God. And, and uh, you know, we always uh, go back to the verse, a day is a thousand years, a thousand years a day. Uh, sadly, people have misused that verse in regards to creation. 
and tried to apply it to creation, which we know isn't true. We have those out there who believe in theistic evolution, who think that God just set things in motion and then it evolved. That's not what happened. I do believe in a literal 24-hour, uh, six-day week creation. We know that based on the uh, how the Hebrew was written in the uh, Iota, uh, demonstrating that it was literal 24 hours a day. So that verse, a thousand years of day, days of years, does not apply to creation. And I do believe in a young earth. And there are those out there who will scoff and make fun uh, of the uh, idea of a young earth because they want to believe things evolve. But the law of thermodynamics prove that things wind down, that they do not wind up. And uh, to uh, believe in a primordial soup that something uh, all of a sudden spontaneously combined to a this and combined to that, that became a fish, that grew legs, and it's ridiculous, guys. I do believe in micro evolution, which is on a, a limited scale, uh, but um, uh, such as, uh, of course, we can see that in. Uh, um, oh goodness, what was it called? Uh, Darwin's, uh, the birds that he was observing there on the, on the Galapagos Islands. You see that in their beaks, how they changed and such. You see it on a micro scale, but it didn't change. The bird was still a bird. All right, It didn't change from a bird, a lizard to a bird or a bird to a cat. I mean, it's still a bird. So, but on a macro scale, a large scale, uh, evolving from, uh, and people, man, people went off uh, on my dad uh, when he was in Oxford in regards to evolution because Darwin's theory was that uh, he believed that African Americans evolved from apes and uh, he people really started going off when a gentleman who was uh, African American uh, ethnicity uh, stood up and said no he's right and what he's saying uh, but uh, so Darwin had a racist uh, idea in regards to uh, evolution but there's no missing link. There's no, you know, there's much, in fact, the missing links they have found have proved to be frauds, and so it's baloney. So we see we have these scoffers even as in creation. Uh, we have scoffers in regards to Christ's return. Uh, we have people who make fun of us as Christians in regards to saying that Christ will return. And uh, we even have, uh, uh, they're looking at, uh, uh, you know, you've been saying this for thousands of years. Well, again, we look at a day is a thousand years, a thousand years is a day. In God's time, you know, you look at it, it's been several thousand years since Christ ascended. Uh, in God's time, then yes, it's only been a couple of days since Christ has uh, ascended into heaven. And I always look at it as like uh, the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, for those who have ever watched C.S. Lewis, uh, or may rather have read C.S. Lewis's book, or may have watched the movie based on his book, you know that they uh, went into the uh, wardrobe and uh, went to the land of Narnia, but time was different there, and actually showed them uh, as grown adults that have, have accomplished all these adventures, forgot where they had come from, and uh, said, this looks familiar, and they start walking and all of a sudden they find themselves back in the wardrobe and they come back out of the wardrobe as children. And only a few seconds have passed by, but in our whole lifetime it went by in Narnia. And I believe that's how it is with God's time. And to us, it is seems like it's uh, this temporal world seems to be lasting forever, but in God's time it is only just been a few seconds uh, for Him. So those in the world want to scoff. They want to make fun. They want to uh, uh, call us uh, fools for believing in the second coming. 
And uh, and particularly in verse 4, uh, I want to read this here. It says, Peter summarizes their argument in verse 4. Like so many heretics, their doctrine is posed in the form of a question. This use of a question will suit, well suits their character as marker. As mockers, I can't hear it a second. Their logic appears to be now. This is in regards to the mockers and how they're they're uh, trying to justify how they're making fun of us uh, in regards to Christ's return. Uh, number one, the day of the Lord will entail a cataclysmic change. Two, there has been no such change since the death of the patriarchs, the fathers, and there's no indication that there will be. Three, since the Lord has not returned for such a long time, and since there is no indications that he will, we must conclude he is not coming. Four, since the Lord promised to come to establish his kingdom on earth and has not, we must conclude his promises are not reliable and his words cannot be trusted. This kind of logic processes process is not new. We see the same thing reasoning in Asaph's description in of the wicked in Psalm 73. And Psalm 73 verse 3 says, For I was envious of the arrogant as I saw the prosperity of the wicked, for there are no pains in their death and their body is fat. They are not, tr uh, not in trouble as other men, nor are they plagued like mankind. Therefore pride is their necklace. The garment of violence covers them. Their eye bulges from fatness. The imaginations of their heart run riot. They mock and wickedly speak of oppression. They speak from on high. They have set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue parades through the earth. Therefore his people return to this place, and waters of abundance are drunk by them. And they say, How does God know? And there is knowledge with the Most High. Behold, these are the wicked, and always at ease. They have increased in wealth. Again, that's uh, Psalm 73, 3 through 12. And so, they, uh, the wicked people think there's not going to be any judgment. There's not going to be any punishment. That Christ will return. They need to live life uh, however they want to. Evident of the perverseness, the vileness, and the wickedness and evil that is, per, uh, is predominant in our culture and society as we see it today. Well, they're going to find out because every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. They will, every one of us will stand in judgment before God. For those of us who are saved, we, when we come before judgment, whether we are here when the rapture hits or we uh, go to, on to see the Lord before that happens, either way, we're going to be standing before God. For those who are saved, you'll be judged for those things in the flesh that you become a Christian, uh, and uh, but you will be permitted to enter into the gates because you've made that profession of faith. You've understood Jesus Christ's atoning work on the cross and what he's done for you, the blood that was shed for your forgiveness of sins that makes you righteous and holy to stand before an almighty God. So we will enter into to the pearly gates. For those who are not saved, they will be judged for every single thing they have ever done, and they'll be cast into hell. You know, there's uh, uh, a lot of churches that either preach too much about hell or don't preach enough about it, you know. And uh, But one thing's for sure that cannot be denied. Jesus Christ talked about hell more than uh, uh, any other part of the Bible. Hell is a reality. Hell is real. And those out there who scoff and make fun want to say that there is no hell. They want to think that, uh, well, one, that there's nothing after this life, which is a horrible thought. Two, that if you're good, then you're going to have a utopian heaven that uh, will allow everybody who's just good people to live. Not how that works. You either need Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, you spend eternity in heaven, or you deny him as your Lord and Savior, and you spend eternity in hell. There's no two ways about it. There's no if, ends, and buts. There's no in-between. There's no purgatory. There's no levels of, of heaven. There's no um, uh, 
you know, it doesn't matter what religion uh, that you're uh, uh, in. You can't be prayed into heaven. You can't be bought by your way into heaven. It's only through understanding what Jesus Christ done for you. And I do believe that we're living in the last days. You know, as with it, I know that Jonathan Edwards and uh, Martin Luther and uh, even during Paul's time that they believed that they were in the last days and there were indicators to uh, to think such things. However, I think that what we're seeing now, we're closer to it than any other time and place in history. With things that are going on only in the Middle East, things are going on in our own country. That's what somebody was talking about the other day. They said, uh, you know, uh, oh, I know what it was, the guy came out here, uh, the, the water guy came out here. And, uh, you know, he said that, you know, as America mentioned in the Bible, he said he mentioned the, the great whore in the Bible. And I said, it's probably a good chance by talking about America. But, um, you know, there's as big and great and wonderful as America is, there is no mention. Now, I know there's people trying to throw verses out there to allude to America. And I think they're, they're reaching. I really do. And uh, But you look at Rome, how great Rome was, and how it decayed from within. And the fact that America is not even a blip on the radar uh, in the Bible, uh, it's not so much it's, uh, you know, should, maybe should be concerning, you know, uh, is that uh, I'm not concerned because I know who's in control and I know that God, everything's going to happen the way God wants it to. And uh, so I don't know what the future of this nation is going to hold. Uh, right now, the course we're on, they don't look good. I saw Nancy Pelosi on an interview the other day uh, degrading uh, capitalism and uh, more or less quoting Karl Marx uh, it, was, it was disgusting. It really was. I mean, she was literally uh, uh, quoting socialist uh, uh, rhetoric. And uh, uh, everywhere and anywhere that uh, capitalism has been, they have flourished. Everywhere that socialism has been, they've been in poverty. And uh, with this bombardment at the borders uh, and uh, moral and ethical and spiritual decay in our land, it ain't looking good, guys. It really ain't. But uh, there's a lot of indicators, and I don't know, you know, if there's those out there who want a pre-tribulational view or mid-tribulation, post-tribulation, you know, pre-millennialism, post-millennialism. There's all these things out there, the theological uh, jargon that people can use for two hours to eschatology again here in a second. And, um, you know, and that's fine and good. But the fact of the matter is, not even the angels in heaven know when Christ will return. But we need to live each day as if it were, as I say every morning, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be, because one day it will be. You know, uh, it, you could be going down the road, somebody T-bone you, you could drop dead of a heart attack, you may not wake up. I mean, you just, you never know what's going to happen. Or Christ could return, bam, in a, in, within a blink of an eye, we'd be caught up into heaven. We don't know when that time's going to be, but we need to live each day as if it were. And these people who are scoffing and mocking, don't waste your time with fools. God's Word says, argue not with a fool unless you become like him yourself. You can get on social media and you can uh, try to, whether it's in social media or in person, try to talk to someone about the love of Jesus Christ. If they make fun, poke, and start their, their garbage, don't waste time. You've done what you're supposed to do. You've tried to plant the seed. What they do with that is on them. You can't force anybody to be saved. That is a decision they have to make. And all you can do is pray that God will touch their hearts and minds. And the Holy Spirit will come upon them. And their eyes will be open. That's all you can do. You can't force people to be saved. So it's no use arguing with idiots. And uh, so what we can, all we have to do each and every day is try to live for the Lord, be a witness for God, spend that time of prayer, develop that intimate relationship with God, and know one day, whether it's the rapture or in physical death, that we'll, we, will spend, we will be in judgment and we'll spend eternity in heaven for those who are saved. 
and uh, you know that's uh, an, an area. You know, some of this may be repeated again Wednesday evening. Uh, we have one of our deacons asked if I would uh, speak on the rapture uh, this Wednesday evening. So uh, some of this you may hear again. But bear with me and uh, don't plan on repeating a lot of this. But you know it may come back up. But I plan on doing a little more in-depth study in regards to the rapture on Wednesday evening. So uh, the world's going to the wicked. The world is wicked. They uh, perverse and lust and uh, evil and murderous and you know it's it's a horrible world we live in. That's why I worry so much over my kids. But that's all I can do is cover them in prayer, and that's all any of us can do. So uh, let's live each day, you know, and never knowing when that day may be our last, and that uh, we can use it for God's glory. And uh, you know, we just want. I know, but like I said last night, I just want to hear those words: "Well done, good and faithful servant." And uh, so let's all let's all work every day to be a witness for God, to tell the world about a loving God who sent His Son to save them from very real hell. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to think about bad things. Well, they better be thinking about it now, or otherwise they'll have all of eternity screaming in torturous horror, uh, wishing they had made that decision. Let us pray. Now, Father, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you for this good word and this teaching this morning. Lord, help us to live a life that is glorifying to you. Help us to live a life in anticipation of your return. Lord, let us look for it with great joy and excitement, not with dread or horror. And Lord, let us be a witness and a light in this world of darkness. Lord, for anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I just want to lift up a very, very special prayer for Wendy Lee. Lord, please, I pray your miraculous healing upon her. Uh, be with her and her family. Strengthen them and encourage them. Lord, I do pray for uh, Evelyn Smith. And uh, Lord, I pray that you bring healing upon her. And I pray that you be the family of Willie Smith as they're dealing with his loss. Lord, I do pray for Ginger Hood and Troy and Kim Penix and, uh, Lord, all those who are watching and listening this morning and that you will put your uh, hedge of protection about them and let everybody have a good and enjoyable Monday. And, Lord, I just pray that uh, you'll bless, us, bless them mightily. And, Lord, uh, we just praise your holy name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. And good morning to uh, Debbie Sipes. Sorry I didn't see you to just now. But I hope everybody has a great day, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last. Why? Because one day it will be. Thanks for watching and God bless.